back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. It is time for a crossover with Nick Sainer jumping in studio, as well as, well, Rico will be here soon. Uh, he's disappeared. Yesterday he disappeared off the stream, and he was sitting right in front of me. It was a glitch, but kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, I don't know what he's got going I don't know on. where Rico's at. Yeah, he said he'll be there in a second. I think right. uh, it might be something going on. Something going out in the hallway, but gotcha. uh, he'll be back here. Uh, last night, a big night in the NBA uh, for LeBron. LeBron, of course, chasing Kareem uh, in his all-time scoring record. He's only 89 points away. Uh, I wanted to get your guesses here because he did something uh, that's uh, special to me. Everybody likes scoring. I like assists. I think assist really? record is very cool. LeBron uh, just passed uh, two more guys and on his way to become the fourth all-time leader in assists. Um, so there's been seven players all-time that have uh, passed 10,000 assists in their Ooh. career. I'm going to ask you to, to guess. I, I know John are. Stockton's up there. John Stockton is number one, and not only is he number one, he had 15,806 assists, and the next closest had 12,000. 12, yeah, I, I, th- I saw this list on Twitter last night, and I, I'm blanking on the names completely. Just think of all-time great passers in the NBA. I, I was hoping Rico would be here. Yeah, no, Rico Rico is the better person to ask here with with the NBA. I, speaking of the whole um, LeBron chasing it, I, I wanted to ask Rico if he was concerned about LeBron breaking it against his Knicks. Now, if you if you are an NBA fan, would you rather LeBron break the record against your team or not? <laughs> It'd be kind of part, part of history, I suppose. It is part of history. You'll probably beat the Lakers either way, so you know. I, I suppose as long as you get the win. I don't know. The, the Lakers, they got Anthony Davis back, so it's back. Um, it's better. Okay, so career assist leaders. Um, Jason Kidd's probably up there somewhere. Jason Kidd is number two at 12,091. Okay. Where would, like, Steve Nash be? Steve Nash just got surpassed by LeBron, okay. uh, so he's now number five. He's still top five. Ten thousand three hundred thirty-five. Um, is it is it an act? Is like Chris Paul up there somewhere? Chris Paul is third. Good guess. Eleven thousand two hundred forty-six. And then it's LeBron number four. Yeah. So you've got okay. Stockton, Kid, CP3, LeBron, Nash, two more to round it out. One you'll never get, and one you one just I will think never back. get. Yeah. I have no clue, Buck. All right, let's go all the way back to the '80s. That's where Magic Johnson was widely known as one of the best passers of all okay. time. He's number seven at ten thousand one hundred forty-one. The only other guy to get over ten thousand that we haven't mentioned, Mark Jackson. Mm. Mark Jackson, ten thousand three hundred thirty-four, but yep. not uh, not often thought of as one of the greatest point guards of all time. Though for his time, uh, was very good in the '90s. Yeah, Cubsker on the text line says, "Nick, our, our Chicago Bulls are falling, are straight up falling apart." Um, Cubsker, I hate to tell you, man, but I don't think Zach Levine's going to be there much longer. Um, DeMar DeRozan's luster has worn off. Uh, the Bulls are atrocious. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, Lonzo's not playing though, right? Lonzo's not playing. Um, there, there was that. They, they started off really hot. Not this season. Last season. Yeah. Um, but here they are. They're, I mean, they're showing their true colors here. And thank you, Mississippi Mud Dog. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I hear we were talking Bronny. 
or we were going to talk Bronny? Oh, maybe Rico was. I didn't talk Bronny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because Rico told me he was going to talk Bron Bron. Oh, maybe LeBron. Bron Bron, yeah. What did you think I meant? Bronny James. No. <laughs> when I say baby Bron Bron, I mean LeBron James. Baby Bron Bron is I LeBron love, James. That's what I call him, baby Bron Bron. Have you guys seen all the videos of the angles, differing angles? Of him freaking of him out. freaking out. Yeah. Against the Against Nets. the, the, the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, where he just gets on his hands and he knees and he's just like, what is going on? Yeah, that was – he did the same thing against the Knicks when uh, somebody was called for an offensive foul. Oh, the Knicks, had, the Knicks had that game. Or what, do, you want, uh, do you want LeBron to break the record against the Knicks or you would rather not? I don't care. Yeah, well, Everybody else breaks records against the Knicks. What's, <laughs> what's how, the difference? Okay, so, so well, special to do it in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he got, a, he got a triple-double against them. They had the win – if Julius Rand- why is Julius Randle isoing in the final seconds when Jalen Brunson crazy. has been on like, fire? It's like we've mm. seen that show before. Jalen Brunson has been Julius on fire. Randall he was he was wide open at the top of the key. J- J- um, <laughs> Julius was getting double teamed, and he still tried to take it up against Anthony Davis and LeBron James. What are you What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? Hey, it's Julius Randle. Then they lose in overtime. Um, Wasted a great performance. That's I'm pretty sure there have been four separate instances where a Knicks player scored like 38 or more and they lost the game mm-hmm. just wasting good performances <laughs> that's right <laughs> I, I, we need to build some depth. How, how are the Knicks doing this season in terms of like playoffs uh they're in the hunt they're in the hunt I think they're maybe just right outside of the play-in game like I think they're the sixth seed right now they might have dropped down into the, the west game. specifically too is like the middle of the big 10 right now where it's like after two or three like every, everybody, sucks. everybody sucks, but equally, they're all like yeah. five hundred. Everybody's bad, but <laughs> but bad at the same level. Yes. Uh, by the way, we did the top. Uh, Rico, you missed this. The top all-time assist leaders: Stockton, oh, yeah. Kidd, CP3, LeBron, Nash, Mark Jackson, and Magic. If you look at the, uh, the steals, I'm a big Stockton fan because I think some of his numbers. Stockton's far and away. He just, number one. you're not going. Yeah, he's far away number one in assists. Also steals. He's got 3,265. He's number one. That's almost 600 more than the next leading guy, yeah. which also happens to be Jason Kidd. So if wow. you look at the Jason Kidd and Stockton, both number one and number two for steals. Jason Kidd doesn't get the respect he deserves. Probably not. Although they called him Ace and Kidd for a while because he had no, <laughs> no J. J. Yeah. And he's actually one of the top three point shooters. He now is. By the he, end turned, of he turned yeah. it around. Yeah. He was, look, look, Jason Kidd was one of the reasons, one of the main reasons. Why uh, the Knicks were so good back in uh, 20, 2012, 2013. That was at the end of his career, too. I forgot though. Jason it was. played for the Knicks. He, yeah. was, he was the point guard. I and was, he just, was, thinking, I was uh, just thinking about him on the, uh, the Mavs. Carmelo, the Carmelo Anthony the Suns, with, yeah. a, with a senior point guard. Mm. That's how you get him to play and, better. And 38-year-old rookie Pablo Prigione. We love Pablo. <laughs> oh. Watch it. We love Pablo Prigione. Oh, dude, I do, too. He was just really old. That was my guy. <laughs> He CP3, played like two years. <laughs> CP3, by the way, also top five in steals. That's kind of crazy that three players are top five in steals and assists. Uh, LeBron, by the way, top ten in steals, number nine. Hmm. You wouldn't have thought that. CP3, the point god, but mm. but getting towards the end of his godly life, <laughs> apparently. Just not in the playoffs. I'll, I'll admit, guys, there, there was about a two-week period where I was heavily watching NBA. And then I'll, I'll be honest, I went to Husker Baseball's practice and I thought this is way more interesting. You're in a Husker. Like, you're in a college like, baseball. Like six, <laughs> we're, we're 16 days away from from Husker baseball, and, mm-hmm. and as we got on the text line, Mississippi Mud Dog pitchers and catchers dog. reporting about two weeks. Yep. See, there you go. And he, they said won't be long until I can bash all your bad baseball takes. Well, here's one for you, Mississippi Mud Dog. 
Chicago Cubs have one of the best middle infields in all of baseball. What's uh, their win Dansby, total? Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner. What's their win total? I don't know. Over I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, Are we going to do I that again? We can do that. We'll happily do that. Um, <laughs> Love it. I got close. We got one, <laughs> one game off because they caught a heater at the end it of the got season. Real spicy. So I hit him with the I hit him with the like seventy five and a half is what we're going to call it. And I think they finished with like seventy three or it got real wins. spicy. But it, it was it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I miss him. I know the Cubs won't win the Central. They'll probably finish third in the Central behind um, the the Cardinals. As much as it pains me to say, mm. Cardinals will win that division, and then the the Brewers will probably be second. Um, Give me the Brew Crew to win the Central. Now, now I will say this: Major League Baseball. Sorry, Bach. I know you. I know you don't care, so I apologize. <laughs> um, when the Red Sox are down, I kind of they, they're going to be bad. You want to talk and about they are a, bad, yeah. a bottom feeder of the major of major leagues right now? It's the Boston Red Sox. Hey, right. they got some uh, here's Royals players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's my exact That's point. That's the problem. Um, well, here's the issue. Here, here's what's interesting about this season: no shift. There's no there's no shifting. Oh no, the Yankees are in trouble. Bingo. And a guy like Cody Bellinger <laughs> is going to thrive. Is actually going to be able to hit the baseball. Actually, you know who's really going to be able to hit the baseball? Giancarlo Stanton. You're right. No shift. It's uh, the the uh, the entire league has DH. I mean, or universal. That's mm-hmm. the word yeah. I'm looking for. Universal DH. DH. Well, Everybody, that was last year too. That was last year. But I'm saying but these, are, these are the newer rules. For- for the not, not wanting to change for yeah, baseball's years. changing well, for the they, better. They got to they got to figure out a way to to keep an audience. When did shifting be? Was that introduced? Do you remember? No. Oh gosh, because I think it was probably less than five years ago. It, like so. Well, no, so it's been a it's, thing, it's but people thing. just didn't do it because analytics didn't like nobody cared. Yeah, it, nobody kept track of it as intently as they did in, in like recent years. Mm. But it was like where you would move maybe the the third baseman and shortstop, you would move them over a little bit. But then like last year and two years ago, it got aggressive to where it was like you put your entire infield like – there from, was from second base to the right side to, to field a left-handed hitter because analytics told you, mm-hmm. and, and many times, like in many times, it did it did work out for the defense. Um, no shifting. I, I, I'm curious to see like what the offensive analytics and numbers how they shift and how they change from last season to now this season. What are what know. are your thoughts on Husker baseball coming up? Obviously, a down year well, last year, a lot of new additions. It's the third straight year that, that uh, Will Bolt is adding over 20 new faces to his roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we said this last year, had a lot of conversations about it last year, that they, now, when they made their run into, the, into Arkansas, into the regional, people didn't realize, like, how many COVID seniors they had and how many, how many just experienced dudes were returning in and like Jackson Hallmark and Logan Foster. And like you had and Joe Acker as well. Like you had these experienced guys, Luke Roskam's on that list um, that got the extra year because of the COVID pandemic. And then, so that's obviously going to hinder your development in, in terms of off the field leadership Mm -hmm. in your clubhouse. And so, Last year, we saw the results from it when guys that would have had to step up and be eased into the transition were just automatically forced to be the guy last like, hey, season. hey, we need you to play. Yeah, so, so there, I mean, I think it was just a, a tougher transition last year. Um, and, and now this year, those guys that were forced into those leadership roles last year are now into year two of being those guys. So I expect better, better season this season around I mean Nebraska or for Nebraska baseball interesting enough Kyle Perry is going to be a reliever instead of a starter mm. so that's um, less taxing on his arm less taxing on his arm and, and potentially more effective and and more usage I like, like it 
like they're able to use him more often rather than every five days. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. You got to stay healthy. I mean, Colby Gomez dealt with two arm injuries. Kyle Perry's now dealt with two arm injuries. Um, it feels like every single year, Jacob Buns mm-hmm. was are you gonna so was one that w- was a guy that was out for the entire year last year. Do you Nebraska think it'd be better with Colby Gomez if you you know use him as your closer, use him as a like a know. one inning reliever, or just keep him at first base and just I'm not use sure. his bat? So so interesting enough, I think Griffin Everett's going to start playing first base more often than not. Okay, while um oh, I'm blanking on the the catcher's name. I, I'm blanking. He's a, I want to say he's from Minnesota. Either way, he, he played um, Josh Karen. Okay. Josh Karen will probably be the, the full-time catcher for Nebraska while Griffin Everett plays first base. The middle infield, so they have, they have a third baseman, Dylan Carey, who's a true freshman from Colorado. Really, really talented and really excited about him. So he'll play. He'll probably start at third base uh, game one. Shortstop will be Bryce Matthews. Max Anderson will be second base and... Uh, Max Everett. is moving to second. Max Anderson will probably be second base, and and Griffin Everett is moving to first base, hmm. um, and and outfield still TBD. So mm. that's that's interesting and, and exciting for Husker baseball to come around. Uh, I did want to end the show on on one more more and more question for you guys. Um, Sean Payton, of course, uh, is going to be traded to the Broncos. Yes, traded uh, for some for some draft picks, including this year's first round draft pick for the Broncos. They still have that. They still have the trade? No, they still have their first-round draft pick? Yeah, it's like 29th or something, I guess. Oh, so somebody else It's like else's. a traded pick, yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to say. I at at they, least according I was listening to Chris yeah. Raft this morning. I thought they gave up everything for it. Russell. Uh, yeah, they must have had something there. Uh, but in any case, uh, so Sean Payton, uh, now the coach, and, and so a lot of people are kind of asking, did they give up too much or the draft and all that stuff? My question with Sean Payton is because everybody sees it as a home run hire, and I think that you probably should, but I will say this because he's one of those guys um, and, and one of those teams that I just kind of think of which team or which individual in sports do you think got more run, got more like got more respect uh, than anybody for just one title because Sean Payton does indeed just have one Super Bowl championship, which is great. <laughs> But there's Brett uh, Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> See, there you go. Those are some good names. My Celtics, uh, my 2008 Celtics, always. Yeah, get, uh, you get oh, thrown out. The best like you won once. One right. title. Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah. Chill out. <laughs> uh, I always kind of think of Bob Stoops in this in this category. Mm. Unfortunately, I mean, he just he was there a lot. Big game, Bob. Big game, Bob, and only won one title. Uh, any other names that come to mind? I mean, because as much as I love, I'd love the hire for Sean Payton. Does he have- no, he has only two. has one, and he didn't even say, go to another Super Bowl. I was about to say Dabo Sweeney, but he has two, right? Yeah, Dabo yeah. Sweeney has two. Jimbo, I can't Jimbo think of, Fisher, Jimbo I suppose, has, but his name has dropped significantly, yeah. so he doesn't get as much credit for that. I have to think back on, on everybody else that has just one, but yeah, I, honestly, yeah. my go-to is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like, you want to talk about those two being the greatest oh, of yeah. all time, and I get it, the numbers, you know, and, and you know, the accolades and everything, but also one Super You've had two of like the top 25 greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game and you got two Super Bowls out of them. Can can I so we we argued about Aaron Rodgers that one day Rico. I I am somewhat changing my stance because of the Tom Brady news. Yeah. Because I, I Aaron Rodgers will not be done because Aaron Rodgers it wants to be a first ballot and Tom Brady is a first ballot. Yeah, I feel like Aaron Rodgers already. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is already a first ballot. Yeah, I, I feel like now, but like, I, but if you want to solidify, think, I think he's it. going to stay in the league. I, I think well, he's, I, I never thought he was going to leave. It's just the will he stay at Green Bay or will somebody trade two firsts for him? I want to. I want to trade my or change my stance just a, a little bit on that. You still think two firsts is too much? 
I don't know. I, I've been going back and forth the entire. I think if you've got the team, weeks. if you've got the team, two if, first if, isn't I bad. Guess, yeah. I guess if the Jets believe that they're just a, a quarterback away, and that was my only argument. I suppose. It's worth <laughs> it, whatever. That was all I was saying. They think they're a quarterback away. Two first means nothing you, to them. You just brought it up to say Rico won that argument. Is what? Well, you're no, it's now? not even Damn that. Straight. It's like it, it's, it's not even that because I, I still don't. I don't know. Two first just seems like a lot, but I guess that's what you have to pay now for for good quarterbacks. Like I guess that's what we saw with Russell Wilson. That's just the market now. I suppose. Yeah, whatever. We saw it with Sean Payton. For goodness' sake. I win. These guys will continue arguing and try to win their arguments. Coming up next here on the Happy Hour, ninety three seven, the ticket.